all the good things. We got all the good things. It means that bad situations aren't 100% bad. Realizing that we need to take climate change seriously and sustainability seriously. Literally an angel. No amount of help is too small. She was so committed to making sure you felt loved, even when she was gone. A lot of these changes started from the people working within these companies. It didn't actually start from like the top CEOs. She's incredibly goofy, incredibly thoughtful, super loving. Knowing that you can help create a better world for your family, your friends, yourself, and our future generations. Live like live, livey love, all the things. Hello, hello. Welcome back to All the Good Things podcast. This is Esme. And I'm Melissa. And we are here to tell you some good stories. Um, As always. (laughs) As always. That's the whole point of our podcast. We are (laughs) a day late with releasing. We've had some pretty chaotic lives, as you might get a little bit of a sneak peek into. So thanks for waiting a day to hear this. And we're super excited to share some good stuff with you today. Um, one of our Plus, goals. Yeah. Today is our season finale of season one. Oh my gosh, it is. Episode 33, season Magic finale. number. I feel like I just kind of sang that in the Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Tone, uh, you know? <laughs> I love that we should insert incorporated. it. Incorporated. But like. All the good things season finale. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. Um, I love that. One thing that we love about this podcast is that it helps us reflect on good things happening in our lives. And we hope that hearing good stories helps you notice more of the good things in yours too. So if you want to take a moment like right here, right now to just think about one good thing that's happened to you today, go for it. And at the same time, Melissa, do you have a good thing going on in your life? I do. So honestly, like as I said, these past couple weeks were kind of rough and I got lost in that little spiral of like, what do I have that's good going on? And I took a second and I paused daily to remember the good things. So you guys, it is a practice. You got to remind yourself to do it. So my good thing that I want to share today is that Ollie and I found a new apartment in Huntington Beach. Esme already knows this, but I'm sharing it to you guys because we finally signed the lease. So it is our home for the next year. And we move in October, close to the ocean. And now I have a place by the ocean that I can stay at. (laughs) What's mine is yours. And what's yours is also yours. (laughs) And if you ever want to come to Glendale, I got you. (laughs) I do love yoga urt, which is in Glendale. So We also have mountains. You have ocean, but we have mountains. You're right. Best mm. of both worlds. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> what about you, Esme? What was your good thing? My good thing is that I got to go home to Minnesota again. I feel like I was just there. Whoop, whoop. But it was really Two good. Two quarantine trips. Two quarantine trips. Um, no, it was a really good thing because I got to see my friends and family um again and those are like the most important people in your life and especially friends who I grew up dancing with and I haven't seen in a very long time and it wasn't for a good reason um we had a friend of mine pass away recently so it was for her celebration of life but despite the fact that that really bad thing happened 
the really good things arose of me being able to go home and to reconnect with a lot of people who I have fallen out of touch with. So yeah, my good thing is not that she died. That is a bad thing. My good thing is that because of that, I got to reconnect with a lot of people who I love. What's that saying? When the sun sets in the west, it will rise again in the east. And like she's just on a different cycle of her sun now. Yeah, honestly, she is sunshine. Like everyone mutually agrees that the best things to represent her are like light and sunshine and the color yellow. So that uh, that phrase is perfect. Perfect. Her name is Liv. Rest in peace, Liv. We know you're watching over us with your sunlight. 100%. 100%. All right. Should we dive into our good stories? Yes, we should. I'm so psyched and pumped. Do I kick Um, us off? Yeah, of course I will, Esme. Thank you for the intro. So to kick us off on our final episode, I sound like we're never coming back. But just for season one, there will be a little bit of a pause till our next season. This is a story to get you your wheels turning to get you involved in climate change and sustainability. That's the focus of today. So I don't know if you guys know this, but 2019 um, and beginning of 2020, not only has it been just a transformative year with all the obvious reasons, but in terms of climate change, we experienced record heat in Europe, hail in June in Mexico, record floods in Nebraska, endless Australian bushfires, and epic destruction from storms in Mozambique and the Bahamas, Costa Rica, just to name a few. And those were all super devastating. And even though those are such horrendous events that have happened, partially due to like humans not taking proper care of our earth. Very much good due to news, humans. <laughs> very much due to humans. Um, but the good news is it did cause our world to kind of wake up. And there was a shift in many big corporate companies, even our governments, in realizing that we need to take climate change seriously and sustainability seriously. So 2019 was the birth of a bunch of new ambitious goals in growing sustainability and saving our planet. All right. So a lot of these changes started from the people working within these companies. It didn't actually start from like the top CEOs. A lot of it was from people on the floor, Gen Z, millennials, and all the people that are doing the grunt work of it. For example, more than 8,700 Amazon associates signed an open letter to their CEO, Jeff Bezos, demanding the company develop an aggressive climate change plan. And another among a big, huge corporation in America is Microsoft. And employees staged a walkout in September to protest the company's quote-unquote complicity in the climate crisis. So all these people have been stepping up saying, like, let's take action, and they're not going to work for these companies unless they see that. So props to the people for using their power, using their voice to make change happen. Props to the people. Props to the people. Another thing to contribute before I share the good work that they're doing in response to these protests, scientists shared an editorial for New York Times that shared a trifecta of devastating reports, but also facts that are very much easier to digest, especially if you're not used to hearing about climate change and ways to help. So from a scientist's perspective, I feel like you can absorb it a little bit easier. 
So I would like to share what they what they shared with all of us. Number one is that we've learned we're changing the Earth's land so much that we threaten our food security and our land's ability to capture carbon. That's one. Number two, oceans are heading towards coral-free devastation. So imagine our waters without coral, you guys. That means no fish or marine life either. Number three, not cutting emissions even remotely fast enough to avoid these outcomes. We are way slower than we should be at cutting emissions. These trifecta of things don't really aid to the benefit of our country and our world. So they're definitely something we should take seriously. Mm, It's making me sad. (laughs) Um, The ocean one is huge, though. So it's like a not really talked about dual component to global warming is um, Mm -hmm. ocean acidification. So the general acidity of the ocean is actually becoming more acidic rather than just neutral and even just like those tiny changes make it almost impossible for like coral to sustain itself and um Mm -hmm. in turn like that's this that's a foundational part of the the ocean ecosystem it's gonna affect everything it's like anything that we eat from the ocean is at risk of not being a food source anymore coral is like the equivalent of trees on land literally it is a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah so it's very important. <laughs> also, it's super pretty. Yes. So like, let's not... <laughs> For your snorkeling expeditions. <laughs> Aside from its awesome benefit, why would you want to kill something so beautiful? Exactly. But like I said, we are a good podcast and we did make huge changes this year and set really big yes. goals that we plan to conquer. So I'm excited to share those. Tell me about them. Okay. First, we're going to start with the government because let's be real... We need the government to participate as well. So the U.S. government legislation dubbed the Green New Deal and the EU also dubbed the Green Deal to help make sustainability actually a profitable thing that corporate businesses want to buy into. So not only is it going to help our economy, but it will help the environment as a direct result from that. And then corporates themselves are setting aggressive goals to reach massive carbon reductions. And some of those were, as the aforementioned Amazon, he did respond and said they plan to be carbon neutral by 2040 and will buy 100,000 EVs. So 2040 is not too far away, guys. It's 2020. IKEA added another 200 million to its investments in being carbon neutral by 2030. That's just 10 years away. Okay, get it. The German cement company Heidelberg pledged to create carbon-neutral concrete by 2050. Awesome. And Kellogg Company will improve the lives of 3 billion people through efforts around food and nutrition and donating $375 million worth of food to people who need it, who have suffered from Earth-related climate change crises. Crises. Crises or crises? Crises. Crises. That's what it is. That IS threw me off, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I know these all sound like a huge, huge undertaking. It sounds like an impossible goal at this moment. But to give you some perspective, Citibanks just smashed their goal of $100 billion in climate-related financing earlier than they expected. So it is very possible for all these companies to conquer these goals on time or even earlier. Woo! Woo! (laughs) 
And on top of that, another great thing I want to mention is this big group of investors, like I'm talking $11 trillion in assets. They have all pledged to stop investing in coal and fossil fuels. So we are leading to a greener, healthier lifestyle. So shout out to all you companies. I'm going to give you a little round of applause. Whee! Snaps. You guys deserve it. I'm happy to see that big corporations like this are taking the lead and setting these big goals because I hope it creates a trickle effect for more smaller companies to also participate in this. And because I want you guys to be able to participate as well because no amount of help is too small, here are some easy ways to be more sustainable yourself. As you guys know, reusable is the way to go. If you can be as plastic-free as possible, that's awesome. Recyclable water bottles, um, stasher bags, utensils, straws, like all that can be plastic-free. How about you just plant seeds in your backyard or in your garden, you know? Plant more seeds around wherever you go and compost your waste, compost your yard waste. You can also eat locally, eat stuff that's grown near you, farm to table, reduce household energy and save water so when you can, conserve. And you can switch your light bulbs to LED. You can pay attention to labels and not support things that are fast fashion or not sustaining our earth or that contribute to extinction of wildlife, anything like that. Just pay more attention and give it an extra five seconds of your day and that will go a long way. So those are some super easy tips and I hope it encourages you to leave this podcast knowing that you can help create a better world for your family, your friends, yourself, and our future generations. I'm happy that you shared some concrete (laughs) examples of how people are actually making change because for the longest time and even You know, up until today, I felt like climate change was slapping us in the face with prolonged heat waves and fires and derechos in Iowa, just like a (laughs) land hurricane. And I was like, it's literally on our doorstep and people still aren't doing stuff. So it's nice to know that people are doing stuff and that they're being effective with it. I recently purchased reusable napkins. (gasps) Same so girl, I, I got using... buffet napkins. Ooh, yeah, I got some reusable napkins so we don't have to keep using paper towels. Love that. Little things. Little, Little things. things. Mine are purple. What color did you get? Mine are blue. They're like a teal. <gasps> oh, that's so cute. We can have teal a little picnic blue. with our reusable napkins. <laughs> I also found the energy saving mode on my dishwasher. Yep. I use that mode Uh on my washer, you guys, your washer and dryer for your clothes. There's also an energy mode for that if you have one. Oh, cool. You know, just small tips and tricks, friends. Small tips and tricks, one day at a time. Little by little. (laughs) What about you, Esme? What's your story? My good story today is a memory that I have of Liv. And I actually ended up sharing this at her celebration of life. It's a memory that I totally forgot about, but as I was standing there, you know, surrounded by like all of these beautiful flowers and people sharing stories about her, it was one that just kind of like came to me in the moment and at the time felt super called to go up and share it. So I decided I wanted to share it on this podcast because Liv is literally an angel, but she has always been one. 
And the story kind of just shows that. Oh, yay. Let's hear it. So Liv and I have been dancing together since I was the size of like a chicken nugget. So (laughs) really, really little. I couldn't even remember how old I was when I first met her. And we ended up dancing together on the same dance team for a very long time, like all the way up into until she graduated high school. Um, So she was a couple years older than me. And both Liv and I were very into ballet. We were like these little little nugget ballerinas who were like, we're going to go be professional ballet dancers someday. And um, we were pretty good. Like we were pretty decent little tiny, little tiny dancers. And we both got accepted to this summer intensive at the Kirov Academy of Ballet in Washington, D.C. And I was maybe around 10 at the time. So Liv was probably closer to 12. And it's basically a summer camp that you go to where you like fly there. You stay away from your family for a whole week in like dorm type settings. Oh, fun. um, It's you, you would think it's fun. And if you love ballet, it is fun. But a lot of times when people go to summer camps as kids that young, they go to like horse camp or outdoor camp. This is like intense Russian ballet where they (laughs) yell at you and you take classes like all day long. But we were super stoked and we were really excited to go. And it was both of ours first time really being away from home for a super long amount of time, right? So it was very Mm -hmm. reassuring and like comforting to know Mm -hmm. that you were there with a friend and I would go over to her, to her little room all the time and like sit on her bunk bed and we'd tell stories and it was supposed to last a full week. So this, this program was supposed to be a week long adventure, but Liv decided that she needed to leave early because she loved and missed her family so much that she couldn't like imagine being away from them for a whole week. And um, I'm not crying right now, but when I was telling this at her celebration of life, I started bawling hardcore because that's so sweet. Um, And like very applicable to her not being here anymore, you know? So I was pretty mad at her. I was like, girl, we had this whole thing planned together for a whole week and you're just going to leave me behind. Like, this sucks. I was pretty sad too because I felt like abandoned and like all alone at this ballet camp. But immediately, like the day after she left in the mail, I got this huge box from her full of like goodies I don't even remember what was in there but I just remember it was massive and had like a lot of delicious things and was just so thoughtful and it was essentially this like huge care package that she sent me to make sure that I felt supported even though she wasn't there anymore oh that's so sweet I know what great the sweetest right yeah and I don't even know how she pulled that off so quickly because the whole entire thing was a week. And I feel like by the time she left, there was only like, I don't know, four days left or something. Mm -hmm. So she brought that to me and I felt like I had to share that story at her celebration of life because it showed that from the youngest age, she was so committed to making sure you felt loved even when she was gone. And it just felt like something I really had to share with everybody. So that's my story of Liv. It's short and sweet. She's incredibly goofy, incredibly thoughtful, super loving. 
She's like the kind of person who, if you're gossiping about people, will tell you to name three good things about them and then move on. Like she's the best and I miss her a lot. And yeah, she's wonderful. So go go be like Liv. Make people feel loved. Live like Liv. Live like Liv. Livy love. All the things. I love that. I'm sending yeah. her family so many hugs and energetic prayers of healing right now. And I know that if they're listening to this, they're going to be so touched by your story. I shared it with them in person, but now they'll have there a second <laughs> place to listen to it. Um, a forever place yeah. to listen to it. A forever place. No, she's the best. And she's always been an angel. Like in my Instagram post that I wrote about her, I was just like, it can't be true that you became an angel because you've just always been one since you've been here. So you really just decided it was time to go home because mm-hmm. that's where you belong with all the angels because literally too good, literally too good for this world, even though we'd love to have you back in it. That was touching. Thanks. So those are our good stories. And what I love about both of them is that they really are kind of rooted in a bad situation. And what's wonderful about that is it means that bad situations aren't 100% bad. You just Mm -hmm. need to look at them creatively and through a lens of gratitude. And you'll find, like I guarantee it, you'll find at least one thing within Mm -hmm. it to be grateful for or one good thing within it. I love that you said that too because it shows that we're quick to label things as bad when if we really take a moment to sit with it, to see it from all angles, to discuss it, to feel the emotions that come with it, that we can almost always find something good in it or something that ends up being good that we've learned from it. And it can change our whole trajectory of our life based on experiencing these situations. So I agree with that. Okay, friends, thank you so much again for listening to these stories. Continue to love the environment so that we can experience the sunshine and the oceans and all the fresh air possible. And tell the people you love that you love them and share all the love that you can because that's what Liv would have done and that's what she did do every day that she was alive. And she is sunshine too. So those are our good stories. Thanks for coming. Perfect and way to sum it up. happy season finale, Melissa. Happy season finale, Esme. Fist bump via FaceTime. Fist bump through FaceTime. We will see you in a couple weeks with a new format and some exciting changes. But still all the good things. But still good things. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye. And Boy Scouts. <laughs> all the good things. We got all the good things A story to uplift and moments of bliss To remind us all that life is a gift And because we truly care All the good things we share All the good things